Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Surgat Deus disipentur inimici eius, et fugiancio derinteum afaci eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let all those who hate him flee from before his face. There are some things that manage to come out that I feel just don't get the observation, the eyes on, nearly enough. So for those of you who are unaware... There's a book out called The Rise of the Occult. It's written by Charles D. Frown. And Charles, I've had an opportunity to speak with him. Um, in fact, actually, I'm one of the people he interviewed in his book. <clears throat> he manages to come up and just uncover all sorts of stuff. And he has... He had to limit himself a lot. And it's very, very obvious as to why that is. Because if he didn't limit himself, then he was going to end up down every single diabolical rabbit hole that he was investigating. And he would have been gone for a very, very long time and would have not managed to put together the magnificent tome that he put together. And, and keep in mind... His first book was Slaying Dragons. His second book, Slaying Dragons, The Rise of the Occult. The first one is what exorcists want you to know. The things that you need to know about, about the diabolic influences that are uh, pressing in the average person's life and, what, and how far things can actually get. And then the second book was further interviews with exorcists 
but he interviewed former occultists, people who had actually walked the, path, the left-handed path. And every so often, you just stumble on something. And he put it out a few days ago. And I don't think he got nearly enough attention. So I'm going to bring some more attention to it now and pray that by me bringing it to people's attention, somebody's going to share it out there so that we can actually get somebody to investigate this properly. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defendenos in proelio, contra nequitiamit insidias diabolias to praesidium. Imperatili deus supplicas de precamur, tuque princeps militae calestis, satra maliosque spiritus malignos qui ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum netrude. Amen. Cor Jesu Sacratissimum miserere nobis, Mater Dolorosa, ora pro nobis, Beatis Carolus e Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facem tuum et salvierimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. I don't think, actually, uh, I don't know if you guys can tell, you know, some some days... Some days I'm going through it and I'm trying to make my way through the prayer and remember all of the words. And some days I'm desperately begging God for these prayers to work, for these prayers to actually do their thing. Today is one of the latter. <clears throat> I don't know if it comes through in the microphone. I couldn't tell. I try to keep my voice the same no matter what. So Charles had an interview with an occultist. And a former Thelemite. For those of you who are unaware of what, Thelem, uh, what uh, Thelema is, it is the occultic system, the sort of religious, satanic religious system, developed by Aleister Crowley. Now, Aleister Crowley was regarded, he was actually printed, it was public knowledge. He, was, um, he actually had a, a full-on news article that depicted him, and the headline of the news article called him the wickedest man alive. <clears throat> he is the inspiration for such songs as Mr. Crowley. Like, it's the one we're talking about. Now, Crowley was a Freemason. He developed, he developed this mystical system called, Thel uh, called Thelema, and he was a member of a Masonic lodge called the Ordo Templi Orientis, or the uh, the Order of the Eastern Temple. It's a free it's a Freemasonic order, and in general, what they were trying to do was they were trying to sort of fold in all of the rites of Freemasonry: Scottish Rite, um, York Rite, and the various rites throughout Europe, and 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 basically sort of a scholastic thing. And they took it a few steps further. And he further developed a religious system, sort of a mystical system. Um, he was very, he was fairly well born. I mean, he wasn't, he was about middle class, um, but he came into a lot of money and he spent his whole life developing this, this mystical system. When there's a, um, 
there are several treatises, and I'm going to use the word treatises. Technically, these are like newsletters. Um, the title of the newsletter, the, the title of the newsletter was called the Equinox. Um, in the third volume, I think it's the third volume of the Equinox. Um, there's a manif- kind of a manifesto, a treatise, a charter, as it were, for the Ordo Templi Orientis, and. In the acknowledgments, he thanks a cardinal, a Catholic cardinal. The cardinal's name is Mariano Rampolla. Let me say that again. The cardinal's name is Mariano Rampolla. He was the archpriest of Saint Peter's Basilica under Pope Saint Leo the Thirteenth, or excuse me, of Pope Leo the Thirteenth. cardinal was a high-level member of the Ordo Templi Orientis. The cardinal was an occultist. He was a Satanist himself. A lot of people think that Pope Leo XIII, when he, because we all know where the St. Michael's Prayer came in, a lot of people think that Pope Leo XIII had a vision, you know, he entered into an ecstasy and had a vision and that vision was prophetic, and it very well may have been. But if the archpriest of St. Peter's Basilica is a Satanist, then there's a possibility when he's seeing Satan enter the church, devil, demons enter the church, <clears throat> he may have actually literally been seeing the demons that were accompanying these Satanists. And this is important. Because Pope, because Pope Leo the 13th, we all know his success who was his successor? His successor was almost Mariano Cardinal Rampoli. If it wasn't for the intervention and the veto power by the Holy Roman Emperor Franz Josef, the successor to Leo the 13th would have been Mario Rampoli, a Satanist. a member of the Masonic Lodge, a high-level member of the Masonic Lodge, a Master Mason in the Blue Lodge, and a high-level Mason in the Ordo Templi Orientis, and a Satanist. Because he was high up with the whole... because he was high up and, and, and somewhat intertwined with some of Crowley's development of Thelema. I want you to think about that for just a moment. How close we came if it wasn't for the intervention of Emperor Franz Josef. Think about this. By the time the Holy Roman Emperor had exercised his veto power to keep Mariano Mariano Rampolla out of the running for the papacy, by the time he did that, no emperor had done so for at least a century. Franz Josef himself didn't really want to get involved. He was urged by a Monsignor. Now, I've thrown some words out there. Thus far. That are what's the word Um, potentially inflammatory 
I have said things in just these 10 minutes that most people wouldn't say. I've gone to conclusions as I understand them. And I'm not making any allegations against any orders. You know, the Ordo Templi Orientis has absolutely nothing to do with us. What they do is their thing. But as a Catholic, as a traditional Catholic, understands Satanism, they are Satanists. Now, you can mince words. You can say, oh, well, it's Luciferian, or it's more psychological, or there's some scientific, or blah, 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 or it's mystical X or mystical Y. I don't care. All of the gods of the Gentiles are demons. Period. Full stop. I studied Rosicrucianism. I practiced Rosicrucianism. I studied the Ordo Templi Orientis, and I practiced a little bit of Thelema. I am a former occultist. I have walked this path. I know what this path looks like. I've had suspicions. We've all heard about the St. Gallen Mafia. We've all heard about the Lavender Mafia. We've all heard about all of these things that are going on in the Curia and the Church. You know, Dr. Marshall has written an entire book, a pretty good book, I'd say, on, on the infiltration of the Catholic Church. And it was the infiltration, he points, to Freemasons and occultists. Now, he doesn't directly point at occultists, but he does point to Freemasons, and he points to them in general, because Dr. Marshall does not know. Specifically, he was never an occultist. He was never a member of these organizations. He does not know personally. He hasn't walked this path to his credit. This is not to my credit, okay? When I tell you that I did these things, these things are not to my credit. But they do color what I see quite vividly. There are... <clears throat> nuances within the occult. Most people who get involved in the occult on some level feel like they are powerless and so they want to grab hold of power. This is why people become Scientologists. This is why people like legit like legit all of these occult movements and I'm and I'm gonna go ahead and fold in Scientology into it. Let me, let me pump the brakes. Thelema, Crowley's mystical system, was practiced by Jack Parsons. Jack Parsons is one of the founders of Jet Propulsion Laboratories. There is a connection between the occult and scientism. There is a connection between... The, <clears throat> there is also Scientology, which is a branch of the occult. These things are interconnected in the same way that standalone complexes are interconnected. They have relations, they run parallel, they don't always they don't always coagulate into one organization and move and move with a purpose like a legit conspiracy. 
but they're all headed in the same in the same general direction. And in this particular case, it's pretty easy to be headed in in the same general direction, considering all of their general directions are away from the cross of cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what direction you head in, by the way. If if our Lord's crucifix is at the north pole of the planet planet, the only way you can go is south. So it doesn't matter which way you're going, you're still headed south. If you're headed away from the cross, the the whole world, the whole world rotates around the cross. Everything about creation rotates and pivots around the cross. We orbit the cross. If you're headed away from the cross, you may as like the cross legitimately may as well be sitting on the North Pole because no matter which way you're headed, you're headed south. I don't very much often like to talk about these things. I brushed immensely close to tremendous dangers. At the time, I really didn't fully comprehend. But all of the heretical nonsense of Gnosticism, I've walked down that path. All of the, her- like, I'm not even joking. I've walked down, I know, I know what's down there. And it's nothing good. The most entertaining part is between like Gnosticism, Thelema, the Kabbalah, all of that stuff. They're all trying to connect with all of the same things. And you know where I found all of those things that I, that they were trying to connect with? All of those paths I walked, every every one of those things I studied as I'm sitting there practicing all sorts of all forms of witchcraft and sorcery. All of the, all of that stuff. As soon as I, as soon the minute I actually looked at what the Catholic Church was. I realized that I'd been pursuing all of the wrong things because everything I was looking for was in the Catholic Church. The ritual, the ceremony, the cosmology, the understanding of the universe, it's all there. Everything is in the shadow of the cross of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's all there. Gnostics are constant Gnostics and Kabbalists are constantly talking about the tree of life. The tree of life is the cross. They're talking about the sacred feminine. Does it get any more sacred feminine than the Blessed Mother? I mean, seriously, like legitimately, really. All of the things that they're looking for. The only thing that's not at the foot of the cross that is in the is in the, is in occultism is the lie that you can actually have power independent from god that's the only thing that's not at the foot of the cross because real power actually comes from being at the from making the choice to conform yourself to to your place in the universe not trying to make a place for yourself in the universe which is what the occult does Occultists are in it for fame, or money, or power. They're in it for control. Down the path I was walking, I was attempting to become God. That's what's down there. Well, guess what? You're not going to get there. The closest you're going to get is to is to the devil. You know, rise up, rise up like the bright and morning star, and then be cast down like lightning.
If all of these people actually had proper catechesis, they wouldn't be looking for what they're looking for. But for people, you know, like the cardinals who are practitioners of the of the demonic, or of the scientist, you know, the you know the scientism. For people like Cardinal Bernadin and and Ted McCarrick, for prelates who were not directly mentioned but talked about in books like Windswept House, there comes a point. I mean. <clears throat> There comes a point, if you're not actually in it for the sake of for the sake of Christ, if you didn't become a priest for Christ's sake, for the sake of his mission, then the yoke of a priest, the yoke of a bishop, the yoke of a cardinal does get heavy. It does chafe. You're supposed to be humble. I'm a prince of the church. Yeah, you're supposed to be servant of all. But I'm a prince. Yeah, and? <clears throat> you're looking for power, you're looking for control, you're looking for fame or fortune, and the occult promises these things. Mostly, it promises a semblance of control over your own life. I mean, never mind the fact that if you actually examine an occultist's life, they're completely out of control. Um, but that's what you're looking for. That's what you're digging up. That's when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What you're trying to, that's what you're trying to achieve, is control over your own destiny. Never mind the fact that, you know, well, anyway, never mind the other stuff. And you have a bunch of people who want to be able to justify and validate their corruption, their evils. Priests with concubines. Other priests who are boy rapists. Not many, but enough to really stain the church. Not more not more than teachers, not more than lawyers, not more than doctors, not more than the average people, less than half of the number of the average people per capita, but enough to really seriously stain the church. Why? Because we are because the, the one holy Catholic and apostolic church is the moral authority of the world. So when it was when one of our priests does it, but you guys are the moral authority. Aren't you guys hypocrites? Well, no, this guy failed to live up to the standard, but I don't expect you to understand that because you won't even submit to proper authority. And the Freemasons are the ones who destroyed Christendom. Bluntly. The close of the First World War, what did they make what did they make happen? They caused the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire to abdicate. When did that happen? Oh, well, I mean, that was right right around 1918. Then you had Spanish Republicans, that's Red Communists and Freemasons, fighting in Spain, trying to take over Spain, in, the, in that immediate aftermath. You had the rise of the Nazis, which, I mean, you might have been able to hold off the rise of the Nazis if Germany had still actually been Christendom. If they'd still been monarchs, but I mean, they kind of came up with a good reason to get rid of the, to get rid of the crown because Kaiser Wilhelm, not exactly a great dude. He wasn't really the problem. He was just another guy. His son was a problem. <laughs> was a big problem. He had McCarrick-type proclivities, and that could be a problem. So what they do? Well, you could become a republic. Okay. Well, the Weimar Republic, <laughs> we all know where that went. But at that same time, you had the czars in Russia, monarchs in Russia being overthrown by the Bolsheviks. All kind of happening right around the same time. Why? Communism, socialism, Marxism. And I'm not putting fascism in with that because people forget that fascism under Mussolini wasn't really under Mussolini. Mussolini was a prime minister. He served at the, pl at the pleasure of the Italian king and at the beck and call of the parliament. Italy was a monarchy. 
until after the Second World War. Hmm, weird. The whole thing is actually interconnected, and what it really is is a bunch of people who don't have power who want power. Either power over their own lives or power or just power in general. To be to to have pride of place. Because that's really when you're dealing with the church, that's really what it's about. You know, when, when you're succumbing when you're succumbing to the worst temptations and you're a priest or a bishop or a cardinal. It's because you actually enjoy that whole pride of place. It's the reason why they turned the priest around. Because if the priest is looking at is if the priest is standing in front of the altar with the people at his back and he's holding the and he's holding the Eucharist in his hands and he's looking and he's standing right in front of the tabernacle and he's right at the foot of the cross when he goes to when he goes to hold up the host he's not looking up at a blank he's not looking up at a blank roof or maybe holding it up and looking at the people He's looking at God. That's why they hate ad orientum. Because if the priest can be looking at the people, then the priest can be mistaken that he's really the center of attention. And once he believes that he's the center of attention, then you really got him. That's why they rewrote it the way they did. To make sure that priests end up having that trap sitting right there have it where the good priests will sit there and they will remind themselves day after day after day that it's the holy sacrifice of the mass and that it's not about them and the bad priests or the lukewarm priests or the meh priests they'll get to thinking it's all about them they have to make the choices on the rubrics in the Novus Ordo Missae they have to choose the prayers. They're the ones standing up facing the audience. And at that point, it's no longer a congregation. It's no longer the body of Christ come to worship God. At that point, they're an audience. And who's on stage? The priest. That's how you get those cowboy masses. And I'm sure you've seen the pictures. If you're on Twitter at all, there's, there's a picture going around right now where a priest is celebrating the Holy Mass. I don't think it's actually the Holy Mass at this point because he's got picnic tablecloth on the on the uh, picnic tablecloth on the altar he's celebrating the mass with a cowboy hat with women assistants on either side of him i think at that point is no longer the holy mass because a priest doesn't wear a hat You don't wear a hat. At that moment. But if it's all about you, you can do what you want. You can have your liturgical vestments in Green Bay Packers styling rather than actual beautiful embroidery with the Cairo or the IHS of our Lord.
roll in there with liturgical vestments that, you know, I mean, they're the they're the right colors, but they just happen to be, you know, it's a chasuble done up like a Jets jersey or a Packers jersey or a Vikings jersey during Advent. Because <clears throat> why not? You're the priest. You're the one. You're the one who's actually doing it. Everybody's there to see you. <clears throat> Can you tell I feel a certain kind of way about all this? <laughs> I certainly hope so. Why are they trying to get rid of the traditional mass? Because the traditional mass stands in the way of that. Because if a priest is facing God when he elevates the host, then he remembers, even subconsciously, he will remember that he's not there for himself. He's there He's there as representative of the, of the people to offer something to Almighty God. And he is just there as a tool. He's like a wrench or an axe at that point. He's there in persona Christi, offering to Almighty God the only sacrifice capable of washing away the sins and blotting out the pain and the suffering that we have caused him as a people. And he might remember that if he's not looking at a whole crowd of people, or actually at, you know, 15 people in a bunch of empty pews. He might remember that he's that he is God's anointed priest. That's why they changed it. These are people who pursued their positions because they wanted to make it all about them and it becomes very obvious. It becomes particularly obvious with cardinals like McCarrick and Bernadin and Supich and Whirl, and Nighty Night Tobin, and McElroy, it becomes very obvious when those are the ones making their way up. And what are they doing? They're talking about, well, let's just do free everything. We're going to do the guitar masses and the clown masses. Instead of a crucifix, instead of a crucifix or, or, or the Oron's posture or whatever it is that they call the hand posture when the priest gives the benediction, I honestly don't know. I actually never studied it that much. But rather than that, I'm going to go ahead and hold my unholy guitar and I'm going to bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost and people are going to chuckle at it because it's a guitar and it's not a crucifix. And I'm going to take something that's sacred and holy and I'm going to make it mundane at best but more likely profane I'm going to make a mockery of God, a mockery of the priesthood look <clears throat> to all of you Novus Ordo attendees to those of you who are like oh, I, you know, I like the Novus Ordo I'm comfortable in the Novus Ordo let me tell you what an atheist says about you in the Novus Ordo. The atheist 
comes into your church during your mass and he sees one of two things either the people of this God do not actually take their God seriously or their God is not to be taken seriously and that is by your conduct your conduct Oh, everybody's getting up and getting in line to receive the Eucharist. Oh, okay, cool. Well, what's the Eucharist? Well, it's kind of, it's roughly the same importance as a bingo card at a senior center. You walk up, you stand, you walk up, you stand in line, the priest hands you, the priest, priest hands you the chip, you eat, you eat the chip, you sip the cup, you walk around, you go back to your seat. In the Novus Ordo, with this versus populi garbage, with these clown mask guitar mask garbage, the priest may, the priest would actually probably get more more out of the people in the parish if instead of the sacred host he was handing out Pringles. Oh, Caleb, you're being really harsh. You're starting to sound like a set of a contest. Well, actually, I'm not. I'm not. I am speaking as a former occultist, as someone who knows exactly what it is to persecute the church. Why were they going after why were they going after the Catholic Church? Because the Catholic Church was the source of all grace. But you keep doing what you're doing to the church. You keep going on with these guitar masses, with these clown masses, with these I'm gonna baptize the I'm gonna baptize your baby with a I'm gonna go ahead and fill up this water pistol with holy water and I'm gonna squirt your baby to baptize him in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And we're gonna take pictures and we're gonna post it online and everybody's gonna go, ha 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 the priest is having fun and the people are having fun and blah 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 blah. Those are the actions of a people who do not take their God seriously. Those are the actions of a people who do not believe that Christ is actually in the tabernacle. Those are, those are the actions of a people who do not believe in Catholicism. They don't believe what the church teaches. Those are the actions of people who are like, oh, it'll be perfectly fine if we have women priests, right? I mean, you know, women could do the job just as well. It's about time we stood up against the patriarchy. Oh, it's perfectly okay to have unconsecrated hands of extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion pass out the Pringle chips of our Lord. And the fact that a whole 80% of the Catholic Church thinks that this is okay. 80%! Roughly the same percentage of people who say that they're pro-life but are willing to kill a kid at 12 weeks! Oh, well, I mean, what about rape or what about this or what about that? That's less than 1% of the abortions! And you're going to go ahead and argue from the exceptions? You're a moron! You're faithless! You're weak, and you're going to burn. Notice I'm not telling you to go burn. I'm telling you that if you don't turn back 
That's where you're going to end up. I got it. Some of you are not really committed. Like, like you're actually like the reason why you have the vir the virulent reaction to the TLM is because you realize on some level that if you start attending the traditional Latin Mass, if you go to the Apostolic Mass, the Mass of the Ages, you might actually have to change. You might find yourself in the uncomfortable position to have to conform yourself to the Catholic faith. And I got it, that's a pain in the butt. Because maybe that means if you're a woman, you don't go out and get that career. That means that you're going to have to submit to your husband's leadership. That means you're going to have to raise your children. Not let TikTok or some purple-haired, fat, nose-pierced teacher at something that they call a public school raise your kids for you. While they're pouring transgender, LGBT, pinko, commie crap in your kids' ears and turning them against you. You want to know how we got a Pope like Francis? Mariano Rampola. Joseph Bernadine, Ted McCarrick. I will tell you this. If Mariano Cardinal Rampola, who was within inches of attaining the papacy after Pope Leo XIII. Instead of Pope Leo XIII, we got Pope, Pius, Pope St. Pius X. We almost got Rampola, a Satanist. This is actually the thing that, that I think, you know, when we talk about Freemasonry and Catholicism, like, traditional Catholics, we start railing about Freemasonry. You shouldn't even hear the word Freemasonry. Freemasonry is just the affiliation. You know, they wore the little special ring with the little logo and this, that, and the other. What you should hear is communist and Satanist. What you should hear is somebody who wants to take the natural order of the world and turn it upside down and invert it and turn it inside out. And if you want proof... All you got to do is look at the agenda that they're pushing now. Boys can be boys can go ahead and cut off their genitals and become girls. Girls can cut off their boobs and gouge and gouge out their genitals and become boys. All it takes is a short haircut and some hormones that'll sterilize you for the rest of your life. Because that's part of their agenda. All it takes is murdering babies and uh, we are a year, a year from when the temple, the satanic temple in freaking Massachusetts came out and declared to a Texas court that abortion was a holy sacrament in their religion. They said it explicitly 
in a court of law. Can we stop with this crap about even giving people the time of day when they start popping off of the mouth about abortion being health care? No, it is not. I cannot tell you how hard it is for me to not be cussing up a storm right now. The fact that I haven't dropped an F-bomb yet, I am amazed. These people have already come into the, have already come in and told a Texas court in official court proceedings that abortion is helping them practice their religion. That child sacrifice is a part of Satanism. Which means it's a part of Freemasonry. It's a part of the occult. It has been a part of every occult movement, every pagan movement around the world throughout history. Human sacrifice has been practiced by every culture except Christianity. You guys know the name Moloch? I mean, the Bible explicitly has an admonition to the Jews who were sacrificing their babies by throwing them in a pit of fire and offering them to Moloch. The Pacha Heifer demon that was allowed in the Vatican Gardens. Do you know how she accepts child sacrifices? You take the child and you bury them alive. You dig a hole and you dig a hole, you put the kid at the bottom of the hole, and then you cover them with six feet of dirt. That's the offering to the Pacha Heifer. And that thing was in the Vatican under this Pope. And he came out and wrote a whole encyclical about how we need to be accompanying and understanding of indigenous cultures. No, I don't. If your idea of a religious practice is to dig a hole in the Amazon jungle and then put your baby in it and then cover that baby up with all the dirt that you took out of that hole, you can keep your punk-ass religion. Punk in the most literal sense of the term. We live in a country where they're talking about the first, where everybody's talking about the First Amendment rights. That has been, I want you to, dear family, if you're in America, I want you to step back and I want you to listen to everybody talk about the First Amendment rights. Now, I do not have any enmity towards Russell Brand, but what happened to him this last week from the Brit, from the British Parliament, from the UK Parliament, is in fact a travesty, and it has everybody talking about the First Amendment. What are the five rights in the United States of America covered by the First Amendment? Freedom of religion, speech, press, the right to assembly, and the right to petition your government for redress of grievances. Now, I want you to look at those closely, and I want you to tell me that when a religion in this country claims that child sacrifice is one of its sacraments, that you think that religion should be permitted in this country. And the minute that you tell me the truth and you say, no, any religion that active is actively practicing child sacrifice probably needs to be banned, congratulations, you officially do not believe in the First Amendment. So can we stop? Can we stop? 
talking about the First Amendment. I don't care about the First Amendment. Of the entirety of the 27 amendments to the Constitution, the only one I actually give a flip about is the Second Amendment. And even that one, I believe, should be rewritten to make it mandatory to bear arms, to keep and bear arms for every person in this country. <clears throat> you don't have a right to bear arms. You have a responsibility to bear arms. You have a moral obligation to bear arms. You're going to coexist in a community that a lot that has people that sacrifice babies. That's that's where we're going to be. The we need to stop demonizing. I'm sorry, but the people who are arguing in favor of abortion literally worship demons. So I don't understand why it's bad for me to demonize these people. They worship demons. What do I care? Oh yeah, I'm going to demonize them. They're baby killers. In some cases, they're serial killers. They're mass murderers. Had an abortionist in Indiana had like a thousand dead babies in his backyard. I'm sorry. That's a mass murderer. Like that's legit pretty close to being on the level with Che Guevara. We're going to coexist with these people. You're out of your mind. To my Protestant friends, you would actually know all of this if you'd have stayed in the church. If instead of breaking up, he, look, I want to ask my Protestant friends who are listening right now, what denomination do you consider yourself? Is your denomination the truth? The full, unadulterated truth? Is it true? Because if yours is true, then I want you to explain to me why there are Presbyterians, why there are Wesleyans, why there are Quakers, why there are Pentecostals, why there are Southern Baptists, why there are Anabaptists, why there are Calvinists, why there are Seventh-day Adventists, why there are Mormons. And I want you to tell me which ones of those are false. Which ones of those strayed from the path and are not holding to the one true faith? And if you say none, that is my proof that you are not a Christian. That you do not follow the one true faith. That you do not worship God in his fullness with your full body, mind, and soul. Because the Catholic faith is true. That's why it's that's why it's called Catholic, Kataholos, about the whole, universal. You know, kata about and holos, where you get the word holistic, as in whole body healing, as in universal. 
you don't know your history. If you knew your history, you'd probably not even be a member of your of your branch of Christianity. Because I can also guarantee that pretty much every Protestant denomination, from Henry VIII on, from Martin Luther on, because it includes Martin Luther and it includes Henry the Henry the Eighth, who the only reason why they broke from the church was because they weren't allowed to do with their tallywhacker what they wanted to do with their tallywhacker, so they broke free from the church so they could do their thing. And all of the subsequent denominations was about some disagreement here and there, but generally largely hovered around the that thing between your legs below your belt. And doesn't mean you in particular, but if you look at the history of your church, that's what it's tied to. If you look at the history of your denomination, whatever it is, whatever denomination of Protestantism that you actually feel is is the one, that if you look into the history, you go back far enough, that's what you find. With the exception of Mormonism, which was some 14-year-old kid who, you know, was pretty charismatic, but also had multiple wives himself and was killed because of that. Weird a little. Every one of them jokers, <laughs> the founders of all those churches had some kind of sexual dysfunction that they were trying to feed. You know who didn't have a sexual dysfunction that he was trying to feed when he founded my church? The one Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church? Oh, yeah, that's right. Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And I don't mean this to be dismissive much. There's only so much... I'm just done with the BS. I'm absolutely done with it. If you're not Catholic, you don't actually have a hope of salvation. If you do manage to make it, it's going to be by the grace of God. It's going to be not because you are, you are of the belief system that you are, but in spite of the belief system that you hold. That is not true for Catholicism. It is the only one that where that is not true. Where if you're saved, it's because you're Catholic, and you are Catholic by the grace of God. <clears throat> if you're Jewish, repent. If you're Muslim, repent. If you're Pentecostal, repent. If you're a leftist Catholic, perfectly okay with that nonsense that goes on in front of the altar when people when people are just kind of moseying up in sandals and basketball shorts to collect the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ Jesus himself. And you show up like you're getting ready to go, like right, oh, as soon as I'm, you know, as soon as I'm done with Holy Mass, I'm going to go to a yoga class. Really? So that's why you're wearing stretch pants in mass? Oh, we're getting ready to go out to a tailgating party. Oh, that's why you're wearing cargo shorts and sandals at Holy Mass. Look, if all you own is cargo shorts and sandals because, you know, you're on a fixed income or whatever, or, you know, you're homeless or whatever, okay. No big deal. 
hey, we're in the we're in the middle of Africa, and nobody has shoes. All right, bet. Flip flops are the best you got. Then flip flops are what you wear. But you have no business showing up at Holy Mass in a t-shirt, basketball shorts, and freaking sandals. Grow up. You're the reason why atheists look at you and say, well, they don't actually take that God person seriously, so why should I? And it really drives me nuts because I can, dr- I can manage to pay for the clothing to dress appropriately enough at Holy Mass. $12 for some decent shoes, $18 for a pair of slacks, $15.78 for a button-down shirt, and $10 for a tie. Add another $10 for a you know a halfway decent belt. That's slacks, button-down shirt, tie, nice belt, decent looking shoes. You might pay a hundred dollars. But at least when you walk into Holy Mass, you won't look like a bum. You won't look like you're getting ready for a beach party. You won't look like you're getting ready to go to yoga class. Which, by the way, if you are getting ready to go to yoga class right after Holy Mass, repent. For crying out loud, it's another, it's a branch of Hinduism. You are worshiping demons with that crap. Oh, but it's actually, no, shush, zip it. You don't know enough. I really actually didn't expect to get off on this tangent. But take it from somebody who actually had a had a brief moment to realize that he was actually on an express bus to hell. I was on the bullet train to hell for crying out loud, fam- dear family. I was into all of that stuff. All of it. I'm only here by the grace of God. And I had to battle a bunch of demons just to get to the point where I could speak this well. And I don't mean demons in like, oh, well, he had personal issues going on. No, I mean literal effing demons. Some of those cockbites I know by name. The actual whole point of this, the actual whole point of this, is we have a Pope who, when he reads the gospel, he sees our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as a communist. He sees our Lord in communist terms. He sees our Lord as a communist revolutionary. The guy...
looks at our Lord like Che Guevara or Fidel frickin' Castro. He reads our Lord and sees Mao Zedong. He does not have an issue with occultists being all over the place around him. And I will tell you that every one of those pederastic creeps in cassocks and miters around him are occultists. Because you can't, you don't get to one without the other. BLM is a Marxist organization. What are the three founders of BLM practice? Oh, that's right. All three of them heifers are witches. It's not an accident. It is a feature of the design. <clears throat> and we got here because his Episcopal lineage is corrupt. Because if his Episcopal lineage was pure, he wouldn't have been he would have never been made a bishop let alone the Archbishop of Buenos Aires. Let alone the Cardinal Archbishop of Buenos Aires. And he certainly wouldn't be the Pope. And oh hey, by the way, just so you're tracking, I mentioned Emperor Franz Josef. If we still had a Holy Roman Emperor he wouldn't have made it in anyway. There is no way that that becomes Pope with a Catholic monarch who can veto the who can veto the vote. By the way, that veto, the official name of that veto, is jus exclusivi. Use exclusivi. And we don't have any Catholic monarchs. Which means we don't have that last line of defense from another Francis. I'm just putting that out there. We would have had a Satanist as the Pope in 1906. Let that rattle around your noodle for a bit. Whose design do you think that was? Probably wasn't from our Lord. He let it happen, to be sure, because, of course, we have to, you know, his the body of Christ has to go through her passion in the same way our Lord went through his passion. We all know this. <clears throat> there is a king... There is a Catholic king out there. King Louis the Sixteenth had a son. King Louis the Sixteenth's line is not broken. More than that, there is a Spanish king. 
and the Habsburg line is unbroken which means there is an emperor and two kings the Austrian line of Habsburgs the Spanish line of Habsburgs is questionable because I'm not a big fan of King Philip and I wasn't a particular fan of King Juan Carlos I because King Juan Carlos I was also a freaking communist the opportunity the chance for the Catholic monarchy is still out there is my point the kings are still alive they've just been deposed pray that it doesn't take what I think it's going to take for us to get them back in power pray for the conversion of all these snakes because oh hey by the way they do occupy the offices those offices are still valid they may not be valid occupants I'm not getting into that debate but they do occupy those offices and those offices are still valid and that means that if on the off chance maybe one or ten of them convert somebody might grab the wheel and steer this ship right and we desperately need that now but I have this distinctive feeling we're really not going to embrace it until we really need it and as angry as I am about the way things are now in part it's because I know how much worse they can get and we're on track for it to get worse not better so if you're not praying your rosary, if you're not doing First Friday devotion, First Saturday devotion, if you're not you know, abstaining from meat on Wednesdays and Fridays, if you're not praying more, actually, if you're, if you're not at a minimum praying your rosary, and if you're not doing it a little bit more than that, maybe your morning offering, evening prayers, some prayers throughout the day, maybe you know a devotion to the Holy Face, something, I mean, the prelates aren't exactly keen on making sure that the font of grace is open wide open. Like, open full. Not like they used to be. If you've ever actually held a copy of the Recolta, the Recolta is huge. And every single thing in there is indulgenced. And most of it has a plenary indulgence that it, that's attached to it in some way, shape, or form. And yet today, it's the Stations of the Cross and the Holy Rosary under particular circumstances weird a little it's almost like the devil doesn't want the fount of grace to be full open it's almost like he doesn't want the salvation of souls it's almost like these that it's almost like these prelates who are fully intellectually aware of what it is that they've done with regards to the spiritual matter they don't seem to care they're more worried about the material stuff because the material stuff is the presentation of their power So maybe do a little more praying. And like I said, those monarchs are out there. And Don Enrique, when you're ready, I don't 
think I don't actually think for a moment that you're actually listening to this podcast, but if you do, all you got to do is call. My sword is yours. I will be on a plane faster than you can spell the word. Pray for the church. Pray for your nation. For crying out loud, open a book and read it. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.